This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Okay, well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, I guess, even. Or good night. Good day, perhaps. And welcome to the Behold podcast, everybody. Uh, This is Sean and Dan, and we are currently sitting, it's beautiful weather today, we are sitting at the one and only Inklings Coffee and Tea in downtown Pleasanton, California. For the good of the city, we are here, to seek the good of the city, isn't that what it is? That's exactly what we discussed, but beforehand, yeah. Uh, If you haven't been here? No, that's that's Inklings, uh, like, like, mission statement. Is it really? Yeah, you didn't know that? It's on on the uh, wall over there. Wow. We're all learning things today (laughs) on the Behold Podcast. Uh, anyways, it's a great coffee shop. It's uh, hosted and run by our brothers and sisters in Christ over at Valley Christian Valley Community Church. Oh, that was a close one. How dare I? The VCC, <laughs> this, the other VCC. Too many VCs. Anyways, we hope you are also enjoying this weather. We hope you're having a great week. Hope you are encouraged in the Lord and that um, you're, you're just recognizing ways that God is growing you, ways that he's blessing you, ways that he is being faithful to the things that he has promised you um, if you, you trust in him. We are having a little bit of a shorty to this week, um, and we took a break last week for Fourth of July. I hope you guys had a great holiday. And this week, we thought we'd just take a little bit of a pause and spend some time praying for and just talking about the upcoming high school ministry trip and quest, young adults, to the uh, Navajo Reservation in Arizona. So this, if you didn't know, this is a trip we do every year, hosted by the high school ministry, and we've done it for how many years? Uh, over 20, I think. I think it's 25 or 6. Yeah. Anyways, a lot a lot of years. Um, and it's been just such a wonderful opportunity. Tons of fruit over the years from that, both um, on the reservation, but also in our own church family. And so we love this trip, and we're excited about it. And so we thought maybe it'd be a good time to just take a pause and talk about why we do things like this. You know, why, why do we as a church family spend time and energy and resources doing things like Navajo or other trips we do, like Belize or Israel or whatever, you know? What, why do we send our people out and about? What do you think, Dan? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an important question because we're all on mission. We've all been given marching orders from our Savior, Jesus. And the question is, where, where is he calling us to, mm. to, to carry that out? And so... I love how there's this there's this culture, this teaching, this understanding among faithful Christians everywhere that there we're all missionaries, right? Whether God's called us to the corporate world, uh, whether He's called us to serve in the military, to be vocational ministry on a staff with the church somewhere or a missions organization, whether you are a missionary in your home as a mom or you are. Uh, you know, in on your college campus or your high school, middle school campus, if you're a kid on your soccer team, whatever, you know, like where, wherever God's planted us, he is expecting us to be his, um, his hands and feet, his, uh, his, his gospel carriers, you know, where mm-hmm. we are the, the feet that bring his good news to the world. And the, the chief place that, of course, that is probably in all of our minds as we're hearing this is Matthew 28. 
And I'll just read it for us because this is the Behold podcast. Wow. Where we like to uh, look at the glory of God in the face of Christ, primarily through his word. And so let's just read. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Uh, This is the last thing he said to them before he ascended to go be with the Father in heaven. Matthew 28, starting in verse 18. He says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Wow. And so when we're thinking about just our call as followers of Christ, this is, this is the core of it. Everything yeah. revolves around that. So whether we're going on the Navajo outreach or not, um, this, this is uh, our life with Jesus. And so I think it's just a great opportunity for us to kind of unpack that. And especially in, in, in light of our series going through Luke, we've, we've been learning, Sean, just a lot about Jesus's mission, yeah, <laughs> right? And what he's, what he's clearly all about and maybe how that's different than what people expected from, their, from the Messiah. And I'm just curious, like, as you've been, as we've been going through this, this series, Sean, like, what are, what, have you come to understand that commission, like, in, in, in a fresh light or in, have you helped come to understand it better or, like, has, has the implications of that in your life changed at all? Yeah, for sure. You know, I think, like, when a lot of us hear that passage, we think of, you know, things like Navajo. We think of mission right. trips. We think of going somewhere far away and preaching the word and coming back, you know. Mm-hmm. We love those things, but but again, like you said, like this is really a call for all of us. It's not this thing we do sometimes. Yeah. It's meant to be a call for our life, you know. And and in Luke, Jesus has talked a lot about just the attitude of our hearts and what our lives are meant to be like. And he mm. keeps talking about our humility before him, you know, our submission, you know, the the idea that we are to 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 value others based on their heart and not our expectations and all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of setting this foundation for what's happening actually right now in Luke, um, last week and this coming week and the week after that in chapter nine, where Jesus is kind of like dropping the mic here where he's been laying this big foundation of what is important to me and my kingdom is your heart and your humility before me. Mm. What's important to me is that your lives reflect that heart. And now he's about to drop this bomb uh, to first the 12 and then the, 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 the 72 and, the, and then all of us really is this is what the Christian life looks like. And I'm going to model that myself, uh, Jesus says. He says, you're going to suffer, hmm. be rejected, and and even give up your life for my glory and for my kingdom. And that's the game plan, you know? And first he says it to, um, like at the Altamont, Charlie taught, and in this section of chapter 9, the beginning, it's where Jesus sends out the 12 disciples. And he tells them, this is what you're supposed to do. He tells them, take nothing with you, you know, live off the generosity of the people. But he makes it clear that in that time, you're going to experience a taste of what this life is going to be like, you know? Mm-hmm. And a part of that is rejection. A part of that is rejection yeah. for, for the benefit in the glory of Jesus. And so to answer your question, it's kind of a roundabout way of getting there. When I'm thinking about Matthew 28 and the idea of making disciples like I have in the midst of Luke reconsidered just what my life looks like, you know, Mm. and you and I, we have the benefit of working in a church, you know, but even still, like, it's very easy for us to get inundated with things other than people themselves, you know, just tasks and the things we got to do every week. But at the end of the day, we got to ask ourselves this question is, 
am I, like we're going to see next week in Luke 9, am I really taking up my cross daily, you know? Am I seeking to live others-focused for the benefit of Jesus? And through that, casting that seed, right, mm. of, 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 of pointing towards Jesus. And, you know, you, you and I and a lot of us recently, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening, you know, we've talked and thought about, you know, income and retirement and game plan, all that kind of stuff that I'm sure we're all thinking about all the time, you know. And just one of the questions that I've been thinking about as we've been going through Luke is, and what would Jesus think of my game plan, <laughs> you know? Because I think there's a certain plan for my life that I like that would be comfortable. And for sure, there are positive things like I would care for my family well and provide for my kids and all kind of stuff. But if that's all it sums up to, would Jesus call that a successful life or not? Mm. Or would he say that, man, you, you totally missed it? And he says this. I'll just, I mean, spoiler alert, this is from next week when I'm teaching. Mm. But Jesus says, if anyone wants to come after me, let him deny himself and take his cross daily mm. up. And keep in mind, for the Romans who are hearing this, they know what taking up the cross means. You only take up the cross when you're about to go die on that cross, you know? So that's a pretty stark image. He says, whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. And this is the part I think is so so sharp here is, for what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but he loses and forfeits himself? Yeah. He's saying, like, you can gain the whole world, but you could totally miss it. You know, mm. and, and in fact, it's funny because Jesus had this opportunity. If you remember earlier in Luke when he was in the desert, Satan tempted him and he, he offered him all authority. He offered him the entire world. All he had to do was worship Satan. And Jesus said, no, I'm not, not going to yeah, do that. Yeah. So anyways, all to say, it has me reconsider just what my life plan is in some ways. Yeah. And then really asking the question of, is this going to contribute towards advancing the kingdom, towards sowing the mm. seed or not? And again, it's like we were talking about before the pot. It's like... We know that our responsibility is to sow the seed. Right. And that's it, you know? We don't know how that seed's going to land. We don't know how people are going to receive it and either be the ones who cling to it or reject it or whatever. That's not our problem. We just have to be faithful to the call. And so, A, yes, we hope it's with things like your daily life and your families and your friendships and all that kind of stuff. But then B, when you have opportunities like the Navajo trip, man, what a blessing to be a part of that, mm -hmm. right? Even if you're not going to be able to just help and support them doing that and be a part of in, in ways that are just different than your everyday routine, sowing that seed around the world, right? Yeah. And so much of what you just said is going back to Matthew 28 is summed up in that word go or sometimes it gets translated or, or I've heard teachings on like it's, it's as you go, hmm. right? So it's this kind of expectation that we're, we're going to be mingling with the nations of the world. <laughs> and at that time, uh, the world was a lot smaller in some ways, <laughs> right? You could mingle with the nations, you know, just in a marketplace or, or just going on a journey by foot. Um, but in some ways, our culture here in the Bay Area is very similar to that because the you guys don't, don't have to look very far to understand the nations have come to us yeah. in the Bay Area. I mean, there's so many different cultures and ethnicities and, and nations that are represented in this melting pot that we mm. live in. And so, you know, you just got to go down to the pickleball court down the street or, <laughs> or go play a basketball a game, a pickup basketball game at your local gym or just, just maybe at the coffee shop. You, you see all different kinds of people. But like you were saying, Sean, that whole idea of, uh, hey, there's going to be mixed reviews. You're going you're gonna to share the gospel with some people and and they're going to receive it as life and joy and they're going to they're going to see it as the wisdom of God 
but you're going to run into some people that completely reject you, reject the message, and don't have anything to do with it. And neither one should surprise us. Yeah. We should expect both. And and I think that in that word go, in that in that idea of going to the nations, that would have been understood by the people, his hearers, you know. Yeah. And I think it should be understood by us. And the cool thing about it, it's very comforting. There's there's two uh, big ideas that are sandwiched between that go. Mm. So in verse 18, he says, Jesus says, I have all the authority. Mm. And that's been one of the things I've really enjoyed learning about Jesus uh, anew during the Luke series, Glimpses of Glory. The dude's got authority. He's got all the authority. And there's, 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 it's, it's, it's evidenced in his authority to forgive sins. Mm -hmm. So he's got power over sin and death. In the spiritual realms, he's he's got the keys to the kingdom. He's got power over the human body and the human heart and the human yeah. mind. He can perceive people's thoughts. He can yeah. look into their hearts. He can heal their diseases. Yeah. Right? He's got authority over creation. He calms the storms, yeah. you know? So I've just been really enjoying learning that anew about Jesus. And it, it has to be understood when we think about the going. Because we're not going in our own authority. We're going in the authority of Christ. And Amen. I think that is such a comfort to us, right? And then, what does he say? Um, the second half of, uh, of that, he says, I will be with you. In verse 20, I am with you always mm. to the end of the age. And so he says, not only are you going in my authority, but you're going with my presence. I will be with you always. Mm. And... You know, I'm not sure they fully understood what that would look like. <laughs> they didn't really get that until Pentecost because you you see, like, even in this passage, right, when they're going up to the mountain, okay, the resurrected Christ, they saw him die. Yeah. They saw him be buried. <laughs> he came back to life. <laughs> they they visited with him and ate with him and drank with him and walked with him and, and for 40 days. They, they interacted with the resurrected Christ. But right before this Great Commission... In verse 16, they go on to this mountain. Jesus is about to ascend to heaven. And they're all gathered together. And verse 17, they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Yeah. <laughs> and so... They used to be like, what's wrong with you, first of all? Yeah, but like, dude, literally, like, this is the resurrected Christ. Yeah. And and it's easy for us to, to you know, look back on them and, and, and kind of, you know, shake our heads. But... What we have to understand is they weren't indwelt or empowered by the Holy Spirit yet yeah. at this point. That is a luxury and a blessing that we do have. And so as they as they went about their going, and as generation after generation of, of followers of Christ have gone about their going, mm -hmm. they've had the power and the presence of the, the Spirit of Christ with them. And so that good. should be great, a great comfort to us, whether we're, whether we're accepted or rejected. No, it's so good, and it kind of, like, points to the fact that at the end of the day, again, the question we're asking ourselves here, it's, it's a question of faith, mm. you know? Even in the midst of, and like you see it throughout Luke, like, time and time again, after all those amazing things you just described, almost every single time, it's like, this amazing thing happens, and then the disciples get fickle in some different way. And yeah, they lose their faith. Yeah, just like, where's yeah. your faith? You know, over yeah. and over and over again. Um, and in fact, it reminds me, like, you were talking about authority, when Jesus sends out the twelve in Luke 9, it says in, in verse 1, he called the 12 together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases, mm -hmm. which is epic, first of all. Uh, but anyways, fast forward a little bit, and this thing happens where 
Jesus goes up to this mountain and comes back, and we'll skip that because I don't want any big spoilers. But <laughs> he comes back, and this man approaches Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, can you help me? I, I tried bringing my son, who has his demon, to your disciples, but they couldn't cast it out. Yeah. Right? And then Jesus, like, rebukes the, the them and heals the, the guy. But then after, um, in, in Mark's account of this, the, the disciples, it says they gather him privately, and he asked him, Jesus, why couldn't we cast it out? Right? right? And he said, because of your lack of faith, mm. you know? And it just, when I think about that focus of the Savior about, man, all, all I'm asking of you is faith. Mm. I'm not asking you to do mighty deeds. I'm not asking you to do all this stuff. All I want is from you to do faith, and then I will do what I have the authority and power to do, you know? Yeah. And so, again, I think about things like Navajo or other trips. Um, and, yeah, of course, we apply this to our lives. It's just... What does faith look like? And am I doing it? Yeah. You know? And faith often, as you sure you know, it's a lot more than just saying in your heart, I believe this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes it requires making a sacrifice. Oftentimes it takes... It, put your money where your mouth put is. Put your money where your mouth is, you yeah, know? Yeah, faith without works is dead, right? If you, if you mm-hmm. really have real faith, it'll, it'll show up in the choices you make. Yep, yep. Um, so anyways, we are really just reminding our own hearts, me and Dan, this week, but hopefully you as well, are encouraged and reminded of just the, the charge before us all, you know? I know some of our people in our church work in such a crazy variety of industries, and we got students, and we have stay-at-home families, and we got all kinds of stuff going on, you know? But the reality is, God has enabled all of us in every single one of those situations to be on mission for Him, you know? That's right. To, to, to be thinking with that heart of making disciples, and this kind of reminds me of uh, something that Jason Wong, who was with us this week for a meeting, um, kept bringing up. And he was talking about Colossians 3. And he said this is one of the verses that he thinks about all the time. It's Colossians 3, verse 17. And it speaks to just that attitude of, like, it doesn't matter if you work at a church like me and Dan. It doesn't matter if you work as a lawyer or you're a student or whatever it is, you know. The charge, again, is faith. And so the verse that Jason kept thinking about was verse 17 in Colossians 3, and it's, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Um, and so again, what does that look like in your life? Well, that's between you and the Lord, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some obedience things that are in the word and whatnot, but yeah, I just hope that you guys have that, that mentality this week of whatever is going on, today is... Wednesday, so whatever's going on for Thursday and Friday and Saturday, and then we'll see you guys on Sunday. And am I going to do whatever I can do in my spheres in the name of the Lord for his kingdom? Yeah. No, it's so good. And and I think just to trust him with the results is, is such a key thing. One, one thing that I, I hope we can reflect on is, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a world system that we are at odds with, it's, it's different than the kingdom of God. It's in opposition to the kingdom of God. And so the, the gospel, the things of Christ, the worldview that we have, the, the type of lives that we are cultivating, the community that we are cultivating, it's all going to seem like foolishness to those who are perishing. So 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, for the word or the message of the cross is folly to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And so I think it's really important for us to understand that people are going to have different reactions to our our sharing of our faith. 
and and that's okay. It shouldn't discourage us. Shouldn't surprise us. And um, thankfully, we live in in a time, in a place, in a society where the rejection that we're going to face for for being foolish uh, in terms of how the world thinks is going to be mild. <laughs> um, very very surprising if if one of us. Uh, you know, gets our head chopped off for sharing our faith <laughs> with a neighbor, you know, in this climate or imprisoned or uh, our families, you know, reject us or, or, or something like that. That is happening in places all over the world to, uh, this, this very day. People are being martyred for, for their faith. And praise God that we don't live in a climate like that. And so I think it, it should be... Um, we should take advantage of that. <laughs> and the, the nations are here. And we're so grateful that uh, I think almost almost 80 people um, from our church are going on mission to really a different country. <laughs> Even though it's in our country, the Navajo Nation is, is a sovereign nation within our borders. They are traveling uh, na- internationally, if you think about it, in, in those terms. And we're so grateful that they are um, going and, and we we will be supporting them financially through prayer, checking in with them, and we will be expecting God to do a great work. But we'll also be expecting people to reject them as well. Yeah. And we want to pray that God, um, you know, reminds them day in and day out of His authority, and reminds Him day in and day out of His presence and power with with them, just as He's with all of us. Yeah, it's such, such a good encouragement. And on this that note of rejection, I just want to end by reminding us of, again, what, what did Jesus tell us? He said, those who really love me and follow me, they're going to pick up their cross and they're going to lose their lives daily. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you are going to sacrifice. There is going to be rejection. Not even there might be, but there will be. And it's almost to the point where, like, I'll be bold and bold and say it. If you're never in your life rejected for the for the, the, the glory and the sake of Jesus, something's probably wrong mm-hmm. in your obedience to his word because that's the mandate. You know you're going to. If you're going to preach his gospel and sow that seed, then 100% there'll be people who reject you for it. But the promises from Jesus, those who lose their, lose their life for my sake will gain it. Yeah. There is a quality and a richness to life, both personally and in with the Holy Spirit and your walk with Jesus, that will be enriched and developed because of that suffering. That's right. And that, that's a beautiful promise in the midst of that. We love you all dearly. I'm just going to close by praying for the Navajo trip, and I hope you guys will join us in prayer in the coming two weeks to continue praying for them as well. Let's do it. So. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your faithfulness to us. We thank you for just the example of our Lord Jesus and his humility and his obedience to you and just his unwaveringness to be completely Uh, radical in his love towards people, but also um, just a defender of truth, Lord, Mm -hmm. in your word. And we want to be that same way with the opportunities you have given us in our lives, Father. Mm -hmm. God, for everyone listening and for me and Dan, would you remind us of the call you have placed before us, each and every one of us, to be doing all things in your name for your glory in order to fulfill that call of of as we go, of, of sowing that seed and advancing your kingdom, Lord. And ultimately, seeing more and more people that we know and love uh, join us in eternity forever, Lord. Mm-hmm. We, we, we long for that day. We look forward to that promise, God. And we're thankful that we get to be a part of it, um, even though it's hard work, Lord. Do pray for the Navajo trip. Would you just give them safety and protection for all the students and leaders? Give them easy travels, Father. We ask for just an abundance of opportunities for conversations, 
for developed relationships. And again, for these students, just perfectly uh, appropriate ways for them to demonstrate humility and compassion in a way that can only be attributed to your Holy Spirit and your son, Jesus. Mm-hmm. We'd love for them to come back and just hear about these amazing uh, fruits and transformations from their time. Mm-hmm. So would you help make that happen? God, and again, just get them out there and bring them back safely, Father. Yes. We, we are thankful for the opportunity for our faith family, Lord, and we probably sing in your name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Catch you later. See ya. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.